so what we're going to do first of all is we're going to have a little go at recreating a bit of atmosphere from what it might have been. We're going to make realistic. So some words and pictures are going to come up on the screen. And when I say go, you have to make the noise that comes up on the screen, okay, as best you can. So we'll start with the under-20s, all right? You ready? Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one. I can't see many of the under-20s that are around there. <laughs> I see under-20s not trying. To... There's lots of under-20s here, but I'm sure there's okay. some under-20s So overall, way, how, how realistic was that? It was realistic, It was yeah. okay. All right, let's try the over-20s then. So the under-20s, you need to stay quiet now. Uh, and so that we, we get away before one o'clock. If I go like that, that means stop, all right? Okay, so three, two, one. No, 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 no. Sorry, no, you're not doing this one. You're doing the next one. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> That's unfair. You've heard, you've heard how the experts have done it down here. Okay, so when I say three, two, one, Martin, if we have the next picture. Three, two, one. Okay, that's uh, Rosie. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Ooh. <laughs> Didn't sound much different it, to sheep to me. No, to be yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure what was going on <laughs> no, here. Okay. So who's who would you give that round to? I'd say the sheep. The, the sheep. Well, well done. Well done. Round of yeah. applause. Fantastic. Okay. Round two. Round two. We've got the idea now. So under twenties, including those out there uh, pretending to be older. So three, two, one, and the picture comes up. You make the noise. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, okay. Pretty good. Very good. Very. What you say? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Right. Good. Yeah. Very moving. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, over twenties. Are you ready? Different remember, picture. We're getting, we're getting remember. A, a different picture. We're really building up the atmosphere of what it was like in Bethlehem. Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> Do you know what? It's a tough one because I felt like the cow was realistic yeah. and very good. However, the angels is quite a bit harder to kind of. So, yeah. so I think this time, because the enthusiasm was there, I'm going to give it to the angels. Oh, okay. <laughs> very good. Okay. I, 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 I would agree with that. You're the judge. That's fantastic. I don't think Gabriel's got too much to worry about, though, in terms of his heavenly host. Right. So, so it's, one, it's one, one round each, then, isn't it? Yeah. OK, so all. deciding round. Are you ready? OK, here we go. So, under 20s. Three, two, one. Still looking for the under 20s out <laughs> here. Come on, guys. <laughs> OK, what did we think? Yeah, good. Good, good. OK, so yeah. this is the decider, then. Over 20s, this is to, to clinch it. Are you ready? Another, another well-known feature of the Christmas story. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, <I've got> this. <laughs> uh, Bernie has just squished one. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, uh, that was snails. Um, what do we think, Miss? Uh, definitely, the the, uh, the pig wins the it. Pigs the pigs have it. Well, round of applause. Thank you, Rosie. Well done. <laughs> so, well done. So, I, I think we've kind of established that it probably wasn't all peaceful and quiet. Although sometimes the carols suggest it was. It wasn't necessarily peaceful and quiet in Bethlehem. There was a lot of noise going on around the birth of Jesus. And sometimes in life, it can feel like that for us too. When we talk about peace, we can sometimes think, well, hang on a minute. I look out at the world. I don't see things looking very peaceful. I look at my own life. It doesn't seem very peaceful. It's very busy. There's lots of things going on. 
or something that's inside of me sometimes, some of the things I feel isn't very peaceful. Um, sometimes it can feel a bit like this picture. If we can just have a look at the next picture. Have a look at what you see here. Uh, uh, some of you will look at that picture. I'm not going to ask you to call out, but just have a look at the picture on the screen and see what you can see. Some people will say, oh, I can see the, uh, the waterfalls. I can see the crashing water coming down from the water, and they'll imagine that crashing. Some of them will look at the lightning in the background and say, oh, look at that, there's lightning, or I can imagine the thunder. Or they'll look at the black clouds and they'll say, oh, there's a storm going on. It's really uncomfortable, it's busy, it's noisy. But if you don't know the picture, the name of the picture is the peace in the storm. Because if I just look at the next slide, now you may not be able to see this, you may have to go and Google it, peace in the midst of the storm. But where that red circle is, there is a dove. There's a dove sitting in a little nest behind the waterfall. And the dove is at peace. The dove is at rest. And sometimes there are lots of things going on in our lives that feel really, really busy. But the Bible tells us that God is a comforter. You've talked, sung about Jesus being the light of the world. When it's all dark, Jesus brings light. When things are tough, Jesus brings comfort. And that's one of the first things I want us to think about. You may be somebody this morning whose life is a bit noisy, a bit hectic. or There's things inside you thinking, actually, I don't feel peaceful. Know this morning God loves you and God wants you to experience his peace. Is that okay? Good news. But there's even better news than that at Christmas, I think. Because when you think about the word peace, there's another idea that I want to share with you just for a few minutes. And I need your help for this. We need to do this reasonably quietly and reasonably together, if that's okay. Now, if you're sitting on a chair, you can probably do this with your feet. You don't have to. It's not compulsory, but it will help. Um, if you're on the floor here, you might want to do it with your hands just on the, on the floor there. What I want you to do is I'd like you to imagine you're walking. So if you could just hear some sound of walking. So for those that... That's that. And all together, not too fast. Not too fast, because I've got to talk over you, so not too loud. Okay. And what I want you to do is I want you to imagine that this is marching. So if we can have the next slide. This is marching. And this is an army marching. It's an army marching into battle. It's a Roman army marching to battle. Imagine them with their, if you've done them at school, imagine them with their armour and their helmets and their shields and their spears. And they're marching off to battle. And they're marching to battle because the emperor has sent them to a land that doesn't want to be controlled by the Romans. He doesn't want them to be controlled by the emperor. And so they're saying, keep going, growing up, so let's keep going there. He's saying, I'm going to send this army to this land and there's going to be a battle. Because this land does not want to be under the Romans' control. And so the army marches to the battle. They fight the battle. They bring the land back under Roman control. And then the marching stops. The battle is won. And there is peace. And in the Bible... In the story of Jesus, the Romans had, at the time, they had this thing. It's a bit of a history lesson coming up for 30 seconds. They had this thing called the Pax Romana. And if you turn to the person next to you and say, Pax. Turn to the other person and say, Pax. And you have just wished them peace. Now, Pax Romana means Roman peace. And it doesn't mean peace as in shh. It means peace as in we've won. It doesn't mean shh. It means we've won. What doesn't it mean? Shh. What does it mean? We've won. We've won. 
And that's what happened. And they were so impressed with this idea about the Romans bringing peace where they went that they made coins about it. You can see a coin up on the screen there with people shaking hands to show that there's no more war, there is peace. The battle has been won. And what they were saying, if you look at the next slide, was this. They were saying to one another, they kind of, when they say Pax Romana, they would be saying this, glory to the emperor, glory to Julius Caesar. Isn't he wonderful? What a fantastic emperor he is because he has sent his army into battle. They've won the battle and we now have peace in the empire, peace in the lands nearby. Glory to the emperor, peace in the empire. Now here's the really clever thing. In the Christmas story that you told us and showed us, there's a little bit where the angels appear to the shepherds. And the shepherds, yeah. And they say this. The angels say this. See if you can spot the similarities. The angels sing this in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God, peace on earth. Not glory to the emperor, this over here. Not glory to the emperor, or if we were saying it today, not glory to the politicians, or glory to the king, or glory to the queen, or glory to the pop stars, or glory to Doctor Who, or whoever it happens to be. <laughs> I need to get it in there somewhere. <laughs> not glory to any of those, but glory to, to God. Because God is bigger and more powerful and more wonderful than any of those other things. So the angels are saying, take your eyes off the emperor, look to God. Because God has created the world, God has created the universe, God has created you and me and knows everything about us. And that's the one who should be worshipped. That's the one that we worship at Christmas. So glory to God. to God. And why? Because he has brought peace on earth. And that's not the peace of shh. It's the peace of we've won. Well done. You were much more awake than everybody else. <laughs> so if we could just follow this young lady here. It's not... It's, we've won, that's right, because, and here, we've got to be really careful, we're going to go very fast through about thousands of years of history, are we ready? God created the world, he made it really, really good, really fantastic, he thought it was brilliant, he thinks you're brilliant. The people who were alive at the time were brilliant, but unfortunately they made a decision to do their own thing. They decided they were not going to be under God's control, they were going to go their own way and do their own thing. And so they set off and they did not want to do what God wanted. So the God made the world fantastic. The world did not want to be under his control. So the world and the powers in the world did other things. And just like the Roman emperor sends his army into battle, God said, right, okay, there's got to be a battle. There's going to be a battle here. But he didn't send an army. He didn't send an army. He sent one person. He sent his son, Jesus. And we remember Jesus as he was born in a as a baby. He grew up as a, a, to a man. He told people about God. He showed people what God was like. And you know what? The world said, we want to do things our own way. We don't want that. And so they tried to destroy Jesus. And it looked like they'd won. Just for a moment, as Jesus died on the cross, it looked like they'd won. But three days later, Jesus came back to life. Yeah. And it wasn't... It was, we've won. And did Jesus come around after that and say, shh, everybody, listen, I've come back to life. I'm just going to go and open a tea shop over here and see the rest of my days on earth like that? No. He said, go and tell everybody that I'm alive. Go and tell everybody the good news that the battle has been won. So just to finish with, everybody here, just, just be nice, quiet for a moment. The great news of Christmas 
is that in Jesus, God is bringing the world back under his control. He is saying, you shouldn't go your own way. Try not to do things, because there's a battle, and it's been won. And you might look at me and say, Graham, I know what you mean, but if you look around the world, there's all sorts of problems. There's all sorts of things going on. It doesn't seem very peaceful. If that's you this morning, can I just invite you to look at the character of Jesus? Take some time today, have chat with us over lunch, and say, okay, what's so important about Jesus? Because if I can believe that Jesus was born, was the Son of God, lived, died, and rose again, he defeated death, he defeated every power that said we're going to go our own way and do our own thing, he defeated all of those things, then I can believe in peace. I can believe that the battle has been won and that the future is safe and that I can have comfort and peace in knowing God. And so I'd invite you to think about that this morning. I'd like to finish just with a very quick story, if I may. I am not, well, until a few years ago, I was not a gardener. If you looked at our garden five, six years ago, it, it was the place that even weeds avoided. It was, it was so bad. There was no space for new weeds to grow. It, it was awful. And I remember one day looking at it thinking, this garden's out of control. There is, there is nothing in this garden that's beautiful. There is nothing in this garden. You wouldn't spend a minute in my garden, uh, let alone sit and have a cup of tea in it. You wouldn't be able to find anywhere to sit and have a cup of tea. And I made a decision at that point. I said, okay, I'm going to try and bring this garden back under control. And I took a little bit of the garden and I dug out the weeds and I created a little square of soil and I planted a flower and I watched that flower grow. And it didn't die. Miracle. And then the next year, I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll expand my area of garden. So I expanded it and we had a few more flowers. And then the following year, we did a bit more. And now, a few years later, our garden is actually quite nice the sort of place where you would sit out and have a peaceful cup of tea and a quiet listen to the birds and the, look at the butterflies and so on and so forth. And it's a nice place. It's back under control. It's back under my control. And the reason is because I made a decision those years ago that I didn't want it to be out of control. I wanted it to be in control. For some of us this morning, you may want to say to yourself, actually, I've held on to control my, of my own life for too long. I need to let God have control. I need to let God have control. I've done my own thing. It's got a bit wild. It's got a bit wildernessy. It's not the nicest place. But God wants to be in control. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Christmas. We thank you that you are our comforter and that you are our peace. And that if we find things in our lives at the moment that are hard and difficult and turbulent, we know we can come to you and find comfort, even in the darkest times. But also, Father, we know that you have won the battle, that you have done absolutely everything necessary to defeat all the things and the powers that would try to stop us being the people you want us to be. And so, Father, we thank you for that this morning. And if there's anyone here this morning who's just thinking to themselves, you know what, I haven't given control over to God. I haven't let him make me into the person that I know that I can be. Could I invite you this morning just to think about that? And maybe over lunch, maybe at the end of the service, just have a little chat with us. Because the peace of Christmas is not just shh, it is... Yeah. Amen.